Well, good morning, everyone. We are back in preparation. Week one, uh, week two has started. We just had this wonderful game yesterday with both Kansas City and Los Angeles Chargers. And as always, we're going to preview week two with both Jimmy over in Phoenix as well as Jed over in uh, uh, the suburb of Chicago. So welcome, everyone. Morning. Morning. Yeah. Uh, Jed, let me start with you. What did you think of yesterday's nice game with Chargers and Chiefs? Well, honestly, so I do not have – well, we have Prime, but through my brother-in-law, which like we're grafted in. And so I wasn't able to watch the game. So I was just checking scores. I think the big thing to me, um, a couple things I'll say with the Chiefs, you did see he completed passes to um, Mahomes, completed passes to nine different receivers the second week in a row he did that. So I think we kind of see their plan now without Tyreek Hill. They're really trying, trying to spread the ball. So we'll just have to see, you know, for me, I have like Juju Smith-Schuster, for example. That's not someone I'm not going to be dependent on. Hopefully Travis Kelsey can still get enough share of that, that he's still valuable. But we kind of see their plans. On the other side with the Chargers, a big thing to me was just Justin Herbert. If he's okay, making sure yeah. that uh, there's no injuries there. And, and Mike Williams, I'll say Mike Williams was a really good um, – you know, it was good for anyone who was patient. That's what we were saying. Last week, he had two-point fantasy outing. We knew that was just an anomaly, and he really popped off this week. The other thing <clears throat> the other thing I saw, Gerald Everett actually did pretty good. He had 6 of 10, 71 yards. The only problem is, remember that one pass? I don't know if you were uh, Tommy was watching, but there was a pass where Herbert threw it to him for a potential touchdown, but he was so tired from catching that other pass that the um, defensive back took the um, took took the ball and ran it down for a touchdown. So that was the one big mistake for uh, Gerald Everett. Hey, are either of you guys worried about Austin Eckler? I've got Eckler on a couple teams, mm. and, like, he did better this week, you know, and it's nice that he's involved in the passing game. But, but overall, I've been pretty disappointed so far. Yeah, I was looking at social media a lot. There was this one guy I remember looking at, and he says, I picked him with the number fifth draft pick, uh, number five. What is this? And he's averaging maybe about 13, 14 points right now the last yeah. couple of games. <clears throat> yeah. And, and last, then... yesterday, if you think about it, he didn't do most of his work until the fourth quarter. Like the first three quarters, I think he had eight fantasy points. He was really quiet. But no, I've noticed that as well too, Jed. Yeah, so that's a concern. So for me, a lot of in most leagues that I took him, the two leagues I took him, I actually skipped Justin Jefferson and took – Oh, yeah, yeah. And so looking at that now, I'm like, man, I don't know. That probably was a mistake. So we'll see. I've never had Eckler before. Um, so we'll see. I hope there's a little bounce back. I mean, what's that? I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is doing really well. For for where people were drafting the guy and how he's doing, he's returning some pretty good value for how much people are spending. Yeah. Jim, uh, in terms of this news and notes, Patrick Mahomes spraying the ball around makes Chiefs a hard offense to stop. Uh, Travis Kelsey, five catches, 51 yard. Miko uh, Hardman, three catches, 49 yards. Stanley, two catches, 13 <clears throat> yards. But J J Juju Smith-Schuster, three catches, 10 yards. I know you were a big fan of Juju Smith. Are you concerned about any of these things? And spreading the ball around doesn't really allow you to pick one receiver that you really like. Yeah, no, that's true. I was listening to ESPN um, this morning as I was driving in, and they were saying that if you think about it, they Tyreek Hill and the, the Chiefs got pretty predictable last year, right? They knew where he was going. They knew that uh, Mahomes was going to throw him the ball. Now their strategy is we're just going to spread this ball, and you're going to have to guess who we're going to guard. Um, so I don't know. Like 
uh, who was that? Hardman had what 49 yards. Um, and so, but every week you don't know who's going to be in play. The only people that I would say is consistent is Kelsey, Mahomes, and maybe at least right now, uh, Palaire. Yeah, Jet, even one person that we were looking at in terms of waivers, Pachenko, two carries, six yards, compared to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, eight carries, 74 yards, and he actually did end up getting a touchdown. Uh, did he get a touchdown? Yes, he no wait. Who no, Pacheco? No, he didn't. No, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah, no, I think you can safely well, I think if you are if you are um, you know, doing well in your league and you have bench space, keep Pacheco. I I think again, all rookie running backs, we're really looking for after game four and seeing what happens. I mean, again, his talent I think is really there. Um, but you know, if if you're if you're kind of trying to need to win more recently now, then you can drop him, um, you know, safely. I think at this point. Yeah, Tom, somebody to watch on Dynasty. I mean, I don't know how long uh, Keenan Allen um, was going to be around for, but DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter was the number three wide receiver. He caught three of three for fifty-five yards. He's somebody from a Dynasty that in a few years I think will end up taking the Keenan Allen um, the, the 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 role. Hey, Jed, before we go into news and notes, we were just talking before we started. Jimmy made a trade with Charlene. Uh, he traded Travis Et he traded for Travis Etienne and gave up C.D. Lamb. Would C.D. Lamb be someone that you would uh, trade? Well, he actually offered me that trade for Drake London, <laughs> and uh, I, I, didn't, well, I wasn't awake, so I didn't see it. But we were just talking about, I think, with C.D. Lamb, again, and this is a dynasty league, so that's important to, to remember. I think C.D. Lamb in a dynasty league is still very valuable. The Cowboys are going to figure things out. He's at the early stages of his career. But for this season, I think your expectations for C.D. Lamb have to be tempered quite a bit. You know, he was probably drafted hoping to be, you know, right outside the top 10, I think now you're looking really closer to the top 20, um, you know, in that 20th range, because one, who's passing him the ball Two, he, now that defenses are focusing on him, he hasn't shown the separation. I don't know if you guys saw the stat. They have a stat on, it's a really interesting stat. It's how far can wide receivers separate from the coverage? And they literally measure it by, can they get two feet away or more? And apparently he's in the bottom. He did. He was in the bottom half um last week and so i still think he's adjusting to better coverage now that he's the number one and now that he doesn't have dak the next couple weeks are going to be painful for any cd owner cd lamb owners yeah and who knows what how jerry jones says that uh dak Prescott is going to come back in about four weeks we don't know but at the same time suddenly now charlene on our team has justin jefferson jamar chase Gabe Davis, C.D. Lamb, and Cortland Sutton. She pretty much is set. For no, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised she did it, though, because to me, her team now, she's wide receiver is not a weakness. Her weakness is running back. And yeah. ETN, I still think, even with James Robinson, I still think ETN, you know, give it to week four, week five. I'm waiting for that guy to pop out. So, I don't know. I'm surprised she did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like you, Jed. Like, for me, I looked at it and just said, look, I want to win this year. I want to be, and right now, my bigger asset would be ETN versus a CD Lamb. And so I'm going to go trade for, by the way, I just offered you another trade for uh, Drake London. So <laughs> I just did it while you guys were talking. Well, I'm waiting for, I picked up Cam Akers in our other league, so I'm waiting for Tommy to send me yeah. some uh, offers, Tommy. So 
Cam Akers. I can't, hey, look, we were talking about that. Sometimes you could look and find gems. Like Jay was telling me, Cam Akers was on a waiver, but at the same time, I just end up getting in one of my other leagues, Pierce, on waivers. And I didn't realize nobody knew Pierce was on waivers and somebody dropped him on Tuesday during waiver wires and I was able to grab him on Friday. Well, I think, Jed, you've already said this, or one of you guys already said this. People are emotional, especially these first couple of weeks, right? After the first after the first week, if they're not winning, they're dumping certain players. And to be honest, it's going to take a few weeks for some of these newer players, rookies, um, to kind of get their legs under them. And so, you know, be careful. Watch out for those types of players. Yeah, and also uh, for some of you guys, especially in Yahoo, you're always sorting by ads. So I actually will tell not to just look at ads. I'll also look at total number of weeks per week, per matchup. And now also look at percentage rostered just to see if I'm missing anyone along the way. All right, let's go through a couple of news and notes here. Jed, I'll start with you. George Kittle still not practicing for uh. the 49ers with George Kittle not practicing. Elijah Mitchell gone. Hey, look, I mean, Debo Samuel all day, right? Or Brendan Ayuk, what, what do you think of San Francisco? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Um, so, well, first of all, with George Kittle, it's so funny. I, You guys know I drafted him even though I had Darren Waller because at mm -hmm. that time I couldn't see anyone else and I was regretting it. But now I'm actually happy because, like, having now that he's out, it's been fine. Um, you know, the fact that I had two tight ends was, wasn't a big problem. But I was looking at the lines. Vegas has – 49ers are playing Seattle. Seattle's coming into San Francisco, and the line is at eight and a half points. So the basically <laughs> Vegas is saying San Francisco, the loss to the to the Bears, that was just a fluke, and they're gonna kill Seattle uh in San Francisco. I I'm not so sure. I think San Francisco may not be as good as Vegas thinks, and so I actually think Seattle could put up a fight here, especially if they play as well as they did, um, you know, against Denver last week. But yeah, I do think if you have a Jeff Wilson Jr., if you picked him, you know, as the fill-in for Elijah Mitchell, I think he's going to get a lot of run. Um, definitely Debo Samuel and of course um, Ayuk. Got it. Hey, Jet, even with the season and and the injury to Jamal Adams, you don't think it will affect their secondary at all? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they they'll be but remember he went out fairly early in that game, um, you know, against Denver. And so I don't know. I was impressed. We'll see if they can keep up that level of obviously they were motivated to beat Russell Wilson. Um, but I, I still I'm just suspect with Trey Lance. You know, I don't think Trey Lance is what everyone thinks he is. And so let's just see. He's gotta have to prove it. Hey, Jim, on the next one, Michael Pittman did not practice on Thursday. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, are you looking at any other receivers after Michael Pittman if he's not playing? I think the other person that you might want to pay attention to if you have some room in your roster is Alexander Pierce. He's the rookie wide receiver who's the number two. Um, my guess, I was reading about that the other day. They said most likely Pittman, it's just Pittman's going to end up playing on Sunday, but Pierce is the person that you want to pay attention to. You know, the one thing I'll see on Indianapolis, I've got Pittman on several teams. Again, was very happy with the number of targets. He had double-digit targets, so that's yeah. a really good sign. I think the one issue is people are saying Matt Ryan – someone compared – a writer said Matt Ryan looked more like um, – uh, oh, what's his name? That was the the old um, 
the old Chargers uh, quarterback. Oh, Philip Rivers. Yes, that Phillip he looked Rivers, more right? like yeah, Philip yeah, Rivers yeah. in his yeah. last year than <clears throat> Tom Brady. And so that is a little concerning that they're saying the arm strength of Matt Ryan maybe isn't there. So that's something to watch out for. The other person to look at if you're looking for the number two, um, other than the rookie, is um, Naheem Hines. He, they've been playing mm. him in a lot of wideout yeah, sets. Yeah, so he's yeah. picking up a lot of, uh, especially in PPR leagues, he's definitely uh, someone to look at. Yeah. Hey, Chad, you're the betting guy in terms of uh, point spread. It's three and a half toward Indianapolis. Do you like that one against uh, Jacksonville? Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's in Jacksonville, three and a half points. Uh, um, the Colts are three and a half point favorites. I probably would take the Colts there. I don't know. I mean, but here's the thing. Don't underestimate Jacksonville. Like, they played pretty good, right? Lawrence, they got Kirk, they got uh, Zay Jones, Travis Etienne, James Robin. They got a pretty good team. You know, um, and and I wouldn't if Pittman's not playing, I would skew towards Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a bad. I mean, that's why they have it at three. Anything, anytime mm-hmm. you see a line at three, Vegas is saying they're trying to get half the country to bet one side and yeah, half the country yeah. to bet the other. Hey, I've been trying all week trying to make trade for Christian Kirk because I think he's going to be good this year. Yeah, Jed Alvin Kamara out of practice on Thursday. If he doesn't play, do you like any of the running backs? Or at the same time, we've been talking about Taysom Hill the last couple of days, especially in Yahoo. He has a double status, uh, a double roster. And then, uh, look, Jarvis Landry, you have Chris Olave. You also have, uh, what's the other one, Michael Thomas. Yeah, no, I, I like Landry um, and I like Thomas. You know, Thomas, again, we'll see. He he looked pretty good. You know, he had two touchdowns. Obviously, it was a little fluky, but um, I, and I think it was only on four catches, if I'm not mistaken. But we got to see if Thomas is, is back, if Thomas is back to the same or if, you know, he really there was that decline that we kind of saw before the injury. So um, they're playing Tampa Bay, though. So Tampa Bay is, I think, going to put up points. Tampa Bay is two and a half point favorites in New Orleans. Um, so I think New Orleans is going to have to keep up, which means probably the running game you know, is not going to really be where New Orleans is going to be able to focus. So I wouldn't be looking to the New Orleans backs um, as a fill-in. Yeah. Hey, what about the other side, Jim? Julio Jones, are you starting him if he, he's on your roster this week? Yeah, actually, I would consider him. I don't know if I would consider him at the end of the season, but I think right now he's got fresh legs. Um, they need to – they know they need to kind of um, – slow down all of their 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 passes to Mike Evans so that he can survive the year Uh, but yeah I would I would play Julio Jones I think what he'll get my guess is he'll end up getting like 12 to 13 fantasy points um this week yeah and Godwin is out so definitely play Julio Jones I'm playing him in two different leagues I mean think about who else right now outside of Mike Evans who else are they going to throw to right they they don't really trust Cameron Bright he's new um they got Prashard Perryman you know, there's nothing, nobody really good for Tom Brady to throw to. Yeah, I'm hoping Godwin's okay, though. We'll see. That's a, he, he was an interesting trade target um, to think about because he's questionable right now. You don't know how serious that hamstring injury is, but um, yeah. I, I hope that he comes back since he was out so much last year. Hey, in one of my leagues, I have Godwin, Hopkins, Keenan Allen are all sitting there. <laughs> I've had to start Amari Cooper. I'm so oh joy, Amari Cooper. Hey, one thing I'll say about Cooper, man. Do not um, you know, I think people uh, didn't give him enough credit last year. If you look at CD Lamb's problems, a lot of it is because Cooper was pulling so much of the weight yeah, in yeah. Dallas. So don't don't sleep on Cooper, man. That's a good point. Okay, so let me let me go back. That's one of the reasons why I traded CD Lamb um today, is because I'm not entirely sure that C.D. Lamb can be that number one. Like, I think he'll do good, but you're right. He needs a compliment. And maybe 
right? Gallup coming back is going to be that complement. But then you got Cooper Rush as the quarterback. Yep. Jim, DeAndre Swift is amongst one of multiple Lions that are injured. DeAndre Swift was great. You're always concerned about injury history. But if DeAndre Swift is not playing, Jamal Williams, is he someone? Look, especially if they get into the red zone, Jamal Williams is very, very good. Yeah, no, I'm, they said most likely DeAndre Swift is not going to play. I think that's one of oh, the wow. reasons why this year, um, when I was looking at between him and, let's say, um, what do you Leonard call it? Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette or Aaron Jones, right? I was like, I don't know if I fully trust that DeAndre Swift is going to last the entire year. Same with like a Dalvin Cook. So that's one of the reasons why in a couple of leagues I did pick up a Jamal Williams this week um, just as a handcuff because I do think he's going to get the red zone um, this week. So. Yeah, that game, um, Detroit's the favorite against Washington is coming into Detroit. And um, for those of you who lost Dak Prescott, I picked up Carson Wentz, expecting oh, yeah. a lot of yeah. points. Remember, Detroit put up 35 points against yeah. Philly last week, so I'm expecting a lot of scoring out of that game. They said Carson Wentz is one of those sleeper quarterbacks this week that you got to watch out for. Yeah. Stay in that division, Jed. Christian McCaffrey. We've got to get the ball into Christian McCaffrey's hands. It's great. All of us want the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands. The biggest concern is will he get injured once it's in his hands? Yeah, exactly. I didn't even see how good. What was his output last week? No, he was he was okay. I think he scored like 20 points, but he didn't do it until the second half. He was yeah. rather slow. You know, they took some time to get him going. So to me, this game, Caroline's going into New York playing the Giants. This is about the injured running backs, right? So it's Christian McCaffrey and then Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was looked really good last week. For anyone who took a gamble on him, this is the week to see it continue. You want to see him do that again, stay healthy, and keep pounding that ball. But he looked really good right now. Um, on the other hand, if you don't trust that, you know now is the time to start thinking about trading him because he's a very hot commodity. Judd, Tom. I hope Christian McCaffrey does really well because I am trading him after week two if he does well. Because I, I feel like I can get some two good, pretty good assets because you're going to find somebody who's going to be emotional and jump on that McCaffrey bandwagon, but I don't trust him. You know, if I can unload him, I'm going to try to unload him. Especially since you have a keeper league. I yeah. That's why a lot of times I told uh, Charlotte, uh, no, actually, I think I got rid of him. Uh, I got rid of him pretty fast because if he's on my keeper league, he's not going to be uh, there long. Uh, Jim, there was a lot of pauses in Marcus Mariota's performance last week. I know you like Kyle Pitts. You've been trying to uh, trade for Drake London. What do you think of Marcus Mariota? No, I, yeah, I, I like Atlanta. I think um, who is it? Kyle Pitts is one of those buy low type of guys who, you know, he scored, what, six fantasy points this past week. I think some people were like, I don't know about that. So he's actually somebody you might want to trade for. Uh, and I actually like Drake London a lot. You know, I was encouraged that he got nine fantasy points. He was limited this first week, but I think they're I think that they're they're people from a at least from a dynasty. I'm gonna make sure I try to go after. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Drake London, remember, this guy did not get to practice much because he was limited. Yeah. Um, and he came in and played. It looked like he had been, you know, he was a veteran. I mean, the guy looked yeah. really good. It just showed his talent. I do think Mariota, this is a great, great opportunity with him and Kyle Pitts to have both, you know, they basically can't double coverage. So it's really a good, and remember Mariota is a very accurate passer. The, the, the book on him has always just been the downfield passing, but he looks like he's figuring it out. So I'm, I'm high on Atlanta as well. Yeah. Jed, the betting line is 10. Yeah. Uh, against the Rams. Yes. 
I mean, that's a really, really high betting line right there. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Falcons on that one all day. Um, I think they'll be able to cover. They'll put up points. And I don't trust the Rams. Honestly, I think Stafford is still figuring his arm out. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to watch with uh, on that side. We got to watch Allen Robinson. He was not involved. We don't know if that was because of the chemistry or because of Stafford's arm. Cooper Cup got his. But we got to see if, if you don't see Allen Robinson start to pick up, that offense is going to become pretty one-dimensional unless Tommy's favorite Cam acres can break out and you know crush them <laughs> i'm telling you he was surprised by his limited role cam acres all day i've got him tommy give me some offers man i'm just waiting <laughs> okay the problem with you jed is you're too smart we talk all the time so i can't sit there and just kind of lowball you all day uh cam makers and then jim aaron Rodgers. i've got to figure out a way to get the same frequency with my whiteouts I noticed that you dropped Dobbs in one of our leagues. Are you giving up on these Green Bay receivers? Oh, he looks like he froze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's back. Oh, no, he froze again. Um, yeah, I, I think the Packers obviously are better than what they showed last week. This is also remember what happened last season. If you remember, they got killed by New Orleans, um, came back and had a great season, won the division. So they're playing the Bears this week. It's in Lambeau Field. They're nine and a half point favorites. Unfortunately, I think they may cover that. I expect Rodgers to come out gangbusters. Um, but I think Lazard is the guy. I think he's going to stick with the you know veterans. And so if you have Allen uh, Lazard, uh, I would stick with him um, and, and see what you get. I also expect Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to both have good games. I think Dillon is definitely – he actually outscored Aaron Jones last week, so I think both running backs are solid plays. But, Jed, this will bring a lot of momentum. If there is any year for the Bears to beat Green Bay, this is a great time that will help them build momentum in the division. Oh, I would be cheer I'll be cheering for them. That would be insane. If the if the Bears start the season two and oh, you're gonna see a lot of it's gonna be interesting because Vegas had the Bears only winning four or five games. I think it was four point five games for the season. So if we can pull off two in the first two weeks, that's gonna be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, I I I I heard Tommy say I, I did not want to drop Dobbs this year or this this week, you know, because I actually think that at the end of the day, Dobbs is going to turn out to be a pretty good fantasy player this year. But there were a couple of needs that I need to take care of immediately. And Dobbs was one of those people that I had to let go. The other person I've been watching is Tonyan. I think actually, given what's going on with some of the wide receivers, Rogers seems to be the type of person he wants to go after people he trusts. I think Tonyan is going to be one of those people he's going to target this week. And also, as we wrap up, I want to do three things. One of them is to honor an old former fantasy football player who was doing so well for many of us in many leagues. Sean Alexander Ooh. will enter the Seahawks Ring of Honor on October 16th. Jet, what do you remember about Sean Alexander? Oh, I've got a really good story about Sean Alexander. <laughs> so I was losing in a league with Sean, I was losing by four touchdowns. So basically I needed someone to score and I, all I had left was Sean Alexander on Monday night. And if you guys remember, that was the night he had five touchdowns on a Monday night game. And I ended up beating the guy and it was, it was unbelievable. I forgot what year that was, but Sean Alexander was a beast from a fantasy perspective. I mean, this guy was like, just combined like Christian McCaffrey with, um, with uh, Priest Holmes and with, um, 
you know, Derek Henry, and that's what you get in Sean Alexander. I mean, he would just roll people over, but then had crazy speed. Yeah. Jim, did you ever own Sean Alexander? Oh, he froze again. He froze again. Oh, no, no, no. He's back. Yeah. Hey, no. I, yeah. I think everyone, I'm, I'm outside sitting in Starbucks. All of a sudden, everyone's coming in. So it might have taken out the Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. I actually like Sean Alexander. I remember he had two or three really good years. You know, and he was like the guy that you went out. I mean, similar I, in some ways, some people thought Saquon Barkley was going to be like that next Sean Alexander. He had a couple of good years that was really good. So, yeah, yeah. him and Priest Holmes. I always remember him and Priest Holmes did really good. And before all that, it was Ladanian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander, and then Priest Holmes. And then for yeah. a period of time, Adrian Peterson. You always drafted those guys, number one. What was the name? I was trying to think about it. What was the name of that Dallas running back who had one year? DeMarco Murray. Yeah, Herschel. I remember he was really good that year. And then they just ran him to the ground. Yeah. And Herschel Christian Walker McCaffrey too. was supposed to be that person, but injuries derailed him. And then uh, uh, the LA running back, uh, Los Angeles Rams running back who hurt his. Eric Dickerson? Todd, no, Ty Gurley. Oh, Ty Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ty Gurley. Yeah. All right, let me show you another thing I'd love to get your comments on. This is actually different, but it doesn't apply to fantasy. I found this story interesting. Dispute emerges over <laughs> failure of Micah Parsons to appear on Undisputed. Uh, you know, look, players now come on and pop on. A lot of times we see, saw that with Draymond Green on TNT. So now Micah Parsons is supposed to show up once a week on Mondays. He was a no-show. They kept calling him, calling him, calling him. Finally, uh, later on, a news reporter got to Micah Parsons. He says, look. My quarterback got injured, and my people are supposed to let them know that I'm not going to come. I'm just not in the mood to show. But he's still collecting a paycheck. And so I think a lot of times that was the frustration that Shannon Sharp had over Michael Parsons. Yeah, that's funny. I saw that too. Um, Michael Parsons, just just on the side though, I mean, there's very few defensive guys that during a game I will watch. Michael Parsons is one of those guys. Like, he's just – he. To me, he doesn't look like a guy that is as strong as he is. He looks kind of skinny. But, man, when you see him bust through the line there, the speed and the power is just unbelievable. So, I, I mean, he's a great guy to watch. But, yeah, that's pretty unprofessional of him to not go disappointing from that perspective. And, guys, I want to show you a quick video and get your thoughts on what happened this past Monday. One minute. Sutton. Sutton. Oh, oh yes, a good play. Big now miss. we got now, now, Big we, miss. now we got fourth and five. Fourth and five is doable. We got three timeouts. I might use one right here. Let's use one. Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. They're gonna try to draw. They're gonna try to draw them off sides. Might try to draw them off sides. You don't have that much time. Well, you don't want to waste that much time. I don't think. Running the play. Almost <laughs> unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. Hurry up. What was your thoughts on that one, Jim? Or Chad? <laughs> that that was awesome. I, I love that. Um that that is what that is what makes watching that broadcast so much fun. I mean, you really get to see 
you know, I mean, basically Peyton and Eli are saying what a lot of us are thinking, but then they have the clout to say like, no, yeah, this is what you should be doing in this situation. And it definitely makes, you know, it just paints some of the, the Broncos decisions, especially at the end there when they decided to go for the kick as opposed to going for it. Um, you know, just it just paints some of their decisions in a bad light. But what a great way to watch the game, to hear the, the Manning brothers like talk about it. Hey, look, he's a first-year head coach, and a lot of times hopefully he'd come back on it. Now, suddenly now he was honest and making his mistakes, but now everyone's going to be harping on him. Every, now everything's under a microscope in terms of what he's going to be doing. You know, I'm always shocked at first-year coaches. It feels like time management, clock management, always feels like something that's like the last thing they pay attention to. And to me, I feel like you should have a one person whose sole job is to manage the clock and to tell the coach, call a timeout here or do X, you know, to because of the clock. It just feels like they always make mistakes on that. Um, I mean, to me, it's if anyone who's played uh, Madden, if you play like football on a video game, you understand how to manage the clock. And there are certain yeah. things you have to do to stop the clock. So it's just kind of weird. Or actually, one of the things that would drive me crazy is when you have about a minute to spare, and then from that point on, you're throwing to the wide receiver instead of going out of bounds. They cut back in the middle. I said, why are you cutting back in the middle? Go out of bounds already. They want to get that extra one or two yards. I said, but you're losing like 10, 15 seconds off the clock. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to. I mean, there are certain players you see they understand, but for most players, you know, they're just trying to get more yards. You're not thinking about clock. Jim, thoughts? Uh, any thoughts as we wrap up for this uh, week two of the NFL? Um, no, I think I'll th- I think it'll be interesting what week two looks like, right? Like, there's a couple of players I'm really tar- looking out for to see if they'll bounce back. Like the Bears game, you know, how well is uh, Montgomery going to do? How well is uh, Mooney going to do? Um, who's going to emerge from the receivers? I also think this is a good time to go after some players that might be potential game winners for you for the season that no one's picking up on, right? So the person that uh, – Curtis Samuel, for instance, is the person I've been targeting in all my leagues. That'll be interesting how well he does because I do think he's going to be this year's Cordell Patterson. Yep. Jed, I want to ask you one specific game. I'm looking at their betting line, Houston Texans versus the Denver Broncos. That's a 10.5 spread. Houston can't be that bad, right, against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Broncos, and this is in Denver, and, you know, the Broncos have a lot of firepower, and they're going to be upset, hopefully, um, over that that loss. So, I, I, you know, this is a tough one. Um, I think Houston, too, they're still figuring out what to do with Damian Pierce. But, yeah, 10 points is a really big spread. So, if you were to yeah. play that, um, I wouldn't be surprised. But personally, I think I actually might take Denver on this one. Fantasy-wise, though, aren't you guys watching what Rex Burkett is going to do, right? Because all week, Lovey Smith says we need to play Damian Pierce more. And so it'll be, I want to see, is Rex Burkhead uh, going to play as much as he did last week? Or are they going to be intentional in giving the ball to Damian Pierce and last week was just a fluke? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All, all, all of the trends that we talked about last week, this is the week to try to see and confirm yeah. those trends. The other two games I would mention, the Monday night game, I don't know about you guys, I'm really excited to see that one. Minnesota Vikings versus Philadelphia Eagles. Justin Jefferson versus Jalen Hurts and A.J. Yeah. Brown. I mean, hopefully there will be a lot of points here. And I, the whole Justin Jefferson thing, you know, I was 
questioning if he was really going to be this huge performer consistently. But boy, he started off well, so would like to see that continue. Um, and then the other big game, I think the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The Bills are nine and now that's now that one. The Bills are nine and a half point mm-hmm. favorites. And I just think uh, Derrick Henry did not get the ball as much as he needed to that first game. I, yeah, I yeah. A lot closer than that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm surprised. Monday night football game, there's two games on the slot. I thought it was last week they would have had two games, but it's this week where they have two games on the slot this week. So that means we're going to hear a little bit more from Lewis Riddick this year. But, hey, and also uh, uh, Joe Buck as well as Troy Aikman did very good. Yeah, I enjoyed that broadcast. Um, I thought I thought it was it was just weird seeing him in a different. Network. You know, you know why they didn't broadcast two last week, right, Tom? No, why? They, it was the premiere of the Peyton and the Eli show, and uh, so ESPN said they didn't want to like double up, and you know, so they really focused on having the Eli and Peyton show kind of be its main thing last week. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Got it. All right, well, a bunch of slates, a lot of games. I think all of us will be watching and focusing on the Green Bay versus Bears game, so it should be fun. Go Bears. Yeah. Talk soon. Sounds good.